Good morning, Now Word family and guests. On behalf of Pastor Keith, Lady Demetrius Graham, I'd like to thank you for being in common unity with us to observe the Holy Week with prayer, fasting, and the preaching of the seven last words from the cross leading up to the Resurrection Sunday. Let us join our hearts and minds together, remembering Isaiah 53 and 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. My name is Elder Derek Varner, and we will have two of the last, the seven last words from the cross this morning. After I've prayed, please stay on the line to continue to hear Brother Maurice speak. The scripture reference I will use will be coming from Luke, the 23rd chapter, verse 43. And it reads, Truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. The author of Luke was a Gentile physician, a missionary companion of the Apostle Paul. And this morning, we're looking at the second phrase Jesus made on Mount Calvary while on the cross. Now, here's the backdrop. To grasp the essence, I wanted to transport myself back 2,000 years where Christ was crucified between two male factors. You may be asking yourself, who and what are male factors? It is one who commits an offense against the law and deserve harsh punishment. Or maybe you can identify with the terms like troublemaker, offenders, lawbreakers, wrongdoers, rebels, or thieves, or simply criminals. These adjectives disclose being guilty. The crowd and even one of the criminals began and began to mock or even ridicule or even challenge Christ to save himself. And by the way, me and my partner hanging over there on the other side. Paraphrasing, the one criminal or the male factor says, man, we're getting exactly what our deeds deserve, but not him. He said, Jesus or Lord. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Now, check this out. You can't have a kingdom without having a king, and you can't be a king without having a kingdom. What would cause this man to have a change of heart and mind? By hearing Christ intercede for others on the cross and watching Jesus tolerate the taunts, that's being God. P.K. said it best Sunday. We have to acknowledge we were born sinners, and sin is simply disobedience to God's law and order. We're putting, we're operating outside of the limits or the parameters of God's best. At times, we do this without fully thinking about the consequences of disobedience, which means being separated from God. Romans 6 and 23 states, the wages of sin is death. Because we sin, we need a savior. Though Christ himself was now in the greatest struggle and being in agony, he took time to give a word of encouragement and extend 
the gift of salvation through faith. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And I'm telling you and reminding you, it's through faith and faith alone. And it continues to say, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So here are three points I would like to share with you this morning. And you can join in and say amen if you like. Now, the first question is, can Jesus truly have your attention? Jesus frequently would use the phrase or word verily or truly, which is synonymous with amen. Leading off with truly not only implies that what follows is fact or real, but it's true. But also the person making the statement has firsthand knowledge and has authority. Our Heavenly Father has authorized Christ's mission. Recall when Jesus was baptized or even transfigured on the mountain, looking at Luke 9, verse 35, we see here, there came a voice out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son, hear him. God is saying, listen up, truly listen to him because I affirm him, I affirm his mission, and I've given him authority. My son truly has the words of life. In other words, don't be worried. You can put your trust in him. Second Samuel chapter 22, verse 3, it says, The God of my rock, in him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower, my refuge, my savior, thou savest me. Also, I get excited when I look at Psalms 34, chapter, verse 8. It says, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Friends, God is asking us to listen up today, but also, point two, he's asking us to focus on today because guess what? Tomorrow is not promised. Why is today so important? Jesus told the male factor, today you will be with me in paradise. It would no longer have to happen. We no longer need to know what time this male factor will expire. We don't know the minutes or know the hours, but we know that if you make a decision at this moment today to trust in me, you will be made new. How can I be made new is the question. This is a spiritual birth. It's from the inside out. Today, right now, at this moment, according to 2 Corinthians verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 17, it reads, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. What is the takeaway we should get from this? Christ shared with him then and letting us know today you are not handcuffed to your past. People of God, yesterday is always in the past. It's historical. I like this. It's bygone. It's forgotten. It's washed away from his perspective. The Lord hears us when our internal battles at times. 
Some of you may be thinking, I can never be good enough. How can he love someone like me? I'm too much like the male factor. I'm too ashamed. But I'm here to share with you, conversion is never too late. Christ has, Christ can, and Christ will pardon or forgive our sins if we repent. I like this, Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12. It reads, for I will be merciful to the unrighteous and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Jesus is simply saying to us, don't worry about, don't wait until tomorrow, not next week, not next month, but do it today. I love this, when God's salvation is immediately made available to us. Jesus is wanting us to simply want us to choose this day who you will serve. And lastly, the third point, the promise of paradise is sure. Jesus rewards this man's faith with a promise that this very day that they will be together. Now, something I learned in the New Testament, this phrase or this word is used of paradise at least three times. The word paradise comes from a Persian word, which means garden. Some say paradise is equivalent to the Garden of Eden that's mentioned in Genesis or equivalent to Abraham's bosom that's mentioned in in Luke, the 16th chapter. I'm reminded of the alternative, the absence of God, which is quite clear in Revelation uh, chapter 20, verse 14. And it says, death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. Now, I'm here to tell you there's some scholars that note there's maybe varying levels of heaven, but I'm here to tell you all that I know is that Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father. He rules and he reigns, and at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess in heaven, on the earth, and guess what? Under the earth. Our Father has made a promise to us, and he went to prepare a place for all Christ followers. In John 14, verse 2, it says, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you, but I'm going to prepare a place for you. People, Jesus descended. Dissension was victorious, and through this victory, he opened the gates to heaven for us. Let us pray. Father, thank you for loving us more than life itself. Lord, we, we appreciate you willingly giving up your life and becoming a bridge for us. And the one who rescued us is because of your sacrifice. We can spend eternity with you. There is no pain that you cannot heal or comfort. No life you cannot transform. And thank you for transforming us. And we're praying for our friends and family members that we are coming in contact so we can share the gospel of good news with them so they can experience the relationship that you have and that you desire. Your death has proven that nothing is impossible and that we are more than conquerors because of you. Today, Father, help us to live a life that's pleasing to you, that we can fix our hearts and our minds on you. We love you and we worship you.
Please stay on the line to hear Brother Maurice continue with the third phrase. 